Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Real Reviews for the month of June. Today I'm going to be talking about one particular movie and one particular TV series that I have watched in the past month. Um, So first of all, the movie is a movie that is currently still in the cinemas. It was released a couple weeks ago. It's a Disney movie. Maybe you know what movie I'm talking about already, probably from the title. (laughs) Well, that movie is Aladdin, which is the live action version of the original Aladdin movie. And the TV series I will be talking about today is Tres Percent or Three Percent. So this is a TV series that is actually in Portuguese. Um, So if you are from Brazil, I know I do have lots of Brazilian students and Brazilian listeners, you might be interested in this, but it probably won't help you a lot with your English learning. But hopefully just listening to me talking about it will indeed help you a little bit. So, as you know, here on Real Reviews, I like to just give you a little breakdown of the different points that I found quite interesting, that stood out to me about the different things that I watched or read that month, and try and do that without giving away too many spoilers. So, I'm going to start with Aladdin. Um, I hadn't actually really seen the original of Aladdin that many times. Like, I'd definitely seen the movie before, but I probably saw it like once or twice and I'd heard the songs from the movie several times, but I wasn't ever like a huge Aladdin fan. For me, my favorite Disney movies as a child were The Jungle Book and The Little Mermaid. Those were probably my two favorites. I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch of other ones, but I mentioned The Jungle Book because there has already been a live action of that movie too. Um, There's been a live action of Cinderella, live action of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Again, Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast, I didn't really watch them much as a child. I maybe saw each movie like once. But I feel like most people as a child, they kind of have like several movies or even several TV shows that they just watch on repeat like a hundred times to the point where their parents are just going crazy or maybe they just know that movie line for line by a point eventually because they've just heard their children listening or watching this movie or tv show so many times that they know it inside out but despite this i was still quite intrigued by the new aladdin live action and i was looking forward to seeing it um there's still a couple other movies that are coming out or that are in the cinema that i would like to see soon so you'll probably hear me reviewing those shortly Actually, next month, we have a really big one, and that is The Lion King. And again, I'm not like a huge Lion King fan, (laughs) but um, actually my fiance, if you don't know, I have a fiance, he's a really big fan of The Lion King, so he's super excited. And because of that, I've listened to the songs many times now. So I have become a little bit more familiar with it. So I will be very intrigued to see how that movie turns out next month but I think it comes out like the 19th I'm not sure if that's exact it depends what country you're in as well so I'm not sure if I'll be able to review it next month 
or the month after, I might have to switch the schedule around a little bit to fit it in. So Aladdin was quite something, okay? It was very bright, it was very colorful, exactly what you would expect. Um, just the way that it's set, where it's supposed to be set, you know, it's set in a place with markets, you can see many different spices, many different fabrics, everybody is wearing these beautiful clothes that are adorned with different embellishments, different sequins, and as they say, apparently some of the fabrics are lined with gold. It's all very fancy and it's all very, very beautiful. So kind of this combination of everything just makes the movie very bright and very colorful, which we can't say for every Disney movie. I mean, sure, when we think of Disney, we think of happy colors, you know, happily ever after, but some Disney movies are quite dark and there isn't really much of that color to it. So already the movie is very eye-catching, eye-popping, and it just grabs your attention straight away. And not long after the movie starts, we have our first musical number, which means our first song, which I believe was by Aladdin. And it was quite enjoyable. Straight away, it's kind of getting you in the mood, making you want to dance a little bit, maybe tap your feet to the beat. And yeah, it was quite fun. Um, Aladdin is, if you don't know too much, I don't want to spoil it, but Aladdin is essentially a thief <laughs> who likes to go around stealing because he's quite poor. And so he says he does this just to try and uh, make ends meet. He also has a little monkey called Abu who helps him on his quest of theft <laughs> to help him steal things from people in the market. And yeah, so together they're a dynamic duo who are very skilled at these things. And you can see they're quite active. So they're actually like acrobats because they're flipping, jumping, running, doing some parkour between the buildings, literally just doing all these type of moves that are very interesting. I'm sure they had some stunt artists help them out to do these moves. I doubt they would have put the actors through everything. But one thing that you might notice with this movie, and it's kind of strange, is often when you have these scenes, these like action scenes and everything's going really fast, it seems as if they sped it up. Like they definitely sped it up in parts, which was kind of weird. So it looks like the movie's on fast forward. And I guess they did this to help with uh, the whole action of it, to make it look more dynamic, to make it more exciting. And you're like, wow, they're moving so fast. But you can tell it's unnatural. You can tell that they kind of fast forward this somehow. And that's not the only time this happens. There are different parts of the movie where you can tell they sped it up and it's kind of a strange decision to me I didn't think it was so strange but I know others thought okay that looks kind of weird or it's very noticeable but maybe those scenes just took too long and the movie couldn't take that long so that might be the reason why they sped it up that's my theory we also have Princess Jasmine introduced to the movie quite early on but she is disguised um and quite quickly they get into other musical numbers other songs and dances and really the music in this film is really, really, really good. And it just kind of gets better and better and better. And there is one particular song in this film that wasn't in the original. And it's called Speechless. And it's sung by Jasmine or the actor who is Naomi Scott. And so yeah, we have this song Speechless. It's kind of more towards the end of the film. 
but it's really, really, really powerful. And I didn't expect this because I didn't hear the song before I watched the movie, but it really is quite something. And you can look it up on YouTube. It has, at the time that I'm recording this podcast, it has about 38 million views. So Disney does produce some good songs. I'll give it that because Moana, for example, I love Moana (laughs) and I love the music in Moana and I could literally just listen to the songs without the movie and it's so fun and I think this song is definitely going to be one of those songs that I listen to even when I'm in the car because it's really, really, really powerful. It's really um, empowering women to, you know, not shy away, to not hide your voice, to say what you think, you know, just not to be shunned, not to be quieted not to be told to be silent and you know there are some places in the world where this still happens to a larger degree than others i'm sure it happens all over the world um but there are some places where it's worse than others where a woman's voice just isn't heard and they're probably just told to be quiet and it's not cool it's not cool and i really i think this song is just something that is so powerful that everyone should have the opportunity to listen to it So if you don't even intend to see the film, I do suggest that you go on YouTube right now, type in Speechless by Naomi Scott and give it a listen. Let me know what you think because I think it's a pretty amazing song. But let's get to Jeannie because I feel like Jeannie was definitely the highlight of this film and the talking point of this film, the thing that everyone was talking about leading up to the film because it is indeed played by the actor Will Smith. And I'll tell you right now, if you don't already know, Will Smith is one of, if not my favorite, male actor um, in movies. I absolutely love him. I love so many of his films. To be honest, I know there are still quite a few of his films that I haven't seen, so I definitely need to get around to watching them eventually. But even as someone who wasn't really like a big Aladdin fan, I did think, hmm, it sounds kind of strange that he's going to be the guy playing Genie. And that's kind of the general thought that was going around when the trailer was released. People were like, really, Will Smith, you know, does that really work? And he has a really huge fan base and a really huge following, but still people were kind of questioning it. They weren't sure how they felt about it. So when he kind of came into character in the movie, because he was introduced early on, but we saw actual Genie uh, later on in the movie. And when he was introduced, I was like, you know, a little bit skeptical. I wasn't sure how to feel. And I feel like he kind of took that, like he knew that people were going to be skeptical and he took that and he kind of like made fun of that in the movie. That's how I feel. Like, I don't know if that's just me, but like watching him, I felt like he kind of had this secret joke going on with the audience that like he knew that maybe people might perceive him as a strange choice for Jeannie. But he rocked it. Like, he did not care and he rocked it. And he definitely was the key for adding this kind of twist to Aladdin, to making it a little bit more different. And you'll see that. You'll see that in different parts. Um, Maybe just in the way that Genie acts or the way that certain dance numbers went. You might think, oh, that does have a bit of a Will Smith edge to it. Um, But I think it worked quite nicely. I think it was pretty fun. And he, he himself definitely got his own personal character as Will Smith across into Genie, which I thought was really cool. Um, There's a special relationship (laughs) between him and Aladdin. And although I'm not super familiar with the original, I think in this film, it was even more stronger and even more predominant that they had this really good bond and this really cool relationship going on. 
There's a scene where Aladdin is introduced more formally to Princess Jasmine. And it's quite hilarious. <laughs> um, at this point, he is Prince Ali. Uh, if you know the story of Aladdin, you might have an idea what I'm talking about. But it was a very comedic scene. And essentially, Prince Ali kind of made a fool of himself in front of these important people, in front of Princess Jasmine. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but let's just say it involved jams. <laughs> jams was like the key word of this movie, and that might sound really random. But yeah, he was trying to give an offering, and he got kind of carried away talking about jams. But um, Genie does have some musical numbers of his own where he's singing where he's sharing them with Aladdin and like I said Will Smith puts his own spin on them and they are pretty pretty fun like they are something that you want to get down to you want to dance to and you could probably find them on YouTube as well and listen to them they're much more upbeat much more uh fun I guess so yeah I, I really really like the way that Will Smith pulled off his character and with Aladdin you know it's a very magical film so we have to say there are many CGI elements, which just so happens for most live actions because you can't really recreate everything that is fantasy. So for example, the magic carpet, Genie's appearance out of the magical lamp, or Raja, who is the tiger in the film. Uh, I assume he is CGI also and they didn't use a real tiger. It seems to be the common thing. And you know, back in the day, I feel like people really criticized CGI like they would say, oh, is it good? Is it perfect? Like, is there any issues? But I feel like nowadays, you know, cinema has improved so much that people don't even worry about this. The CGI is good. And yeah, I mean, it was solid. That's all I can say. And it, everything kind of worked together really well. Definitely next month with Lion King, it will be a lot more complicated because I believe it's just going to be purely uh, CGI, which is going to be much more difficult because, you know, in Aladdin you have real actors playing the majority of characters and just a little bit of CGI here and there. Whereas Lion King, I believe it's 100% CGI. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, I think it's quite ambitious when a company wants to do that because it can be quite, um, quite intimidating, especially when you already have a cartoon version that you are working from. For example, we recently had um, a Pikachu movie and a Sonic movie and there was a little bit of like controversy, a little bit of debate about how the CGI versions of those characters turned out. I think people were pretty okay with Pikachu, you know, he was made out to be this really fluffy character which I guess people found quite cute. But uh, I think people actually hated Sonic <laughs> because it didn't look accurate at all. So yeah, that's my little review for Aladdin. I definitely recommend that you at least go and see it. Um, if I was to rate it, I'd probably give it like an 8 out of 10. Um, it was really, really good. And I would like to see it again, even just watch it at home at a later date. So yeah, if you're a Disney fan or you liked Aladdin, then I suggest that you go and see it. Now the next thing I'm going to talk about just a little bit, a bit briefly, is 3% or trust percent as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, which is a Netflix TV show, but it is in Portuguese. It's, I believe, set in Brazil. And it's also set in this kind of fantasy sci-fi world. It's not so much sci-fi, but it's very, 
Mm, I guess it could be. <laughs> in some ways, it resembles the Hunger Games, but at a much more basic level. And I guess I should give you a bit of a description. So in uh, Trust Percent, in 3%, there is the offshore and there is the like land. So land and offshore. Most people live like on the land in the regular place, but it's very, very poor. So people who live there are very, very poor. So if they want to live a more wealthy lifestyle, then they need to get to the offshore, which is a very beautiful, idealistic, modern, uh, filled with the newest technology island <laughs> off in the distance. Well, how do they get there? They need to take a series of tests in an event called the process. It sounds very daunting, very dramatic, and indeed it is. There are many, many tests that the participants have to take to prove that they are good enough to go to the offshore. It's definitely not easy, you know? It's not a simple uh, English exam, <laughs> a simple maths or science test at school when you were like 10. No, it can be life or death. And there are several different stages to the process. Um, and only 3% will be successful in getting to go to the offshore, while the rest will have to return to the inland. So yeah, I feel like in that way, there is like some Hunger Games aspect to it, except in the Hunger Games, you don't get to go to like this beautiful island. You have to go like fight to the death. But the process is pretty hard too. It's like the Hunger Games that they're literally competing and fighting for this position. So we can compare it in some ways. And actually the second season was just released on Netflix. So I finished both the first and the second season. And the second season doesn't focus so much on this. It focuses on uh, a new concept, a kind of plan C or plan B, depending on how you look at it. And it's called The Shell. So instead of people fighting to go to the offshore, they can just really easily go to the shell. All they need to do is walk in. The shell promises to accept everyone. They will take in everyone. So it sounds like a really idealistic place. It's really beautiful. You can go there. You can get free food, free water, just live, work a little. And it looks really, really nice. So a lot of people decided to go there. Um, unfortunately, some bad things happen to the shells to make it not run so well. So as you can imagine, a lot of tension, a lot of arguments come out of this and are a result of this. So it's not as idealistic as it seems. So season two really just kind of revolves around this, how they're going to cope with the situation, what they're going to do. Is the shell really better than the offshore? Is the offshore better than the shell? Lots of arguments, lots of trust issues. Um, it's still very dramatic, but I was a little bit disappointed that the season literally just focused on this one element for the whole time. I was expecting some kind of change, but I guess the seasons aren't so long, so they don't have enough time to change it up a bit, but definitely it's been left on a cliffhanger. So I am assuming there will be a season three. If you're Brazilian, uh, I suggest that you watch this or just if you'd like to watch things with subtitles, you can put English subtitles on this or if you know how to speak Portuguese, you can watch this. If you've already seen it, let me know. Please, please, please let me know because 
I haven't spoken to anyone else who has watched this, but I think it's really cool. And it has a 7.5 rating on IMBD. I forgot to mention that Aladdin actually has a 7.4 rating on IMBD too. So they both have really good ratings, but I would love to hear someone else's opinion on it who has actually watched it because I haven't met anyone yet. So if you have watched it or you're going to watch it now and then you want to let me know what you thought, Remember, you can always message me on my Instagram at British English Tutor or at Tea and Chat Podcast. I know I keep saying this, but I will be more active on Tea and Chat Podcast Instagram soon. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, June has just been crazy. I can't believe that next week will be the news story of the month. It has gone by so quickly. And July is going to be quite busy too. Um, actually, I'm going to be on holiday starting next Friday. So I'm going to try really, really hard to get that podcast episode up before I go on holiday so you guys can still have something to listen to. Well, that's all from me this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Reviews, one movie and one TV show, both kind of different, but both really cool, really good reviews, honestly. Sometimes I, I be honest and I tell you, ah, I didn't like this so much, but no. This week we had two really cool things, a really nice movie and a really nice TV show. If you have any recommendations for things that you'd like me to review, and that can be anything. It can be movies, TV shows, books. It can be anything. If you can think of anything else that you want me to review, maybe even like a product or something, then I can do that too. Just let me know and message me on my Instagram. Otherwise, I will see you next week and I hope you really enjoyed today's episode of Tea and Chat and have a lovely weekend. Goodbye.